The Morning After Potion, Episode 3, Perfect, Prim, and Properly Obnoxious. <sighs> that smell is wonderful. You're an addict. It's so calming. I could almost forget I don't like you. Aren't we in a hurry? Yes, but I planned for this. I can't visit my favorite shop and not browse. Of course not. This is the best herbalist in the city for a few reasons, this smell being only one of them. Do you have a list or what we're here to buy? In my head. Very helpful. Oh, are those wither reeds? Look at these, Jack. You know, I was at a bookstore the other day and I thought of you. Yes? It's called Clyde and Clyde's. It's a little musty place, but I think you'd like it. They have a cat. A cat? His name's Clyde. The cat's name is Clyde? Which is peculiar because the owner's name is also Clyde. The cat and the owner have the same name. Yes, I just said that. I want to meet Clyde. The cat, Clyde. And you must take me. Aren't we on a schedule? Fine. Not right now. It's a date. In the future. A date on the calendar when we will go to Clyde and Clyde's. No, 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 no! It's not ten! It can't be ten already! Why the rush? I have tea with Marcus's mother. Oh. Can you finish up here? But you don't have a list, and I have no idea what any of this is. Are you ready? Four? We need two bushels of chanterelle, three of demerick, adder's tongue, hummingbird feet and nettle bone, broken and whole. Got it? Wait a moment. Also, if they have it, dogwood seed, hyacinth, and you. Although, I might still have you at violets. I'm supposed to remember this? If they're out of dogwood seed, they will have chicory. But it's not as good and twice the price. You're making these up. Did you get all of that? Of course not. Well, do your best. I'm late. When? Don't forget the hyacinth. Weddings, Nia. They make me so uncomfortable. Like sitting in a church as a non-believer or watching a stranger cry. All the people here, they're so happy, exuberant and ecstatic. The couple at the altar are getting married, and I don't even know their names. We stand here today blessed, such that we might witness the eternal union between two like souls. At least attempt to look as though you aren't being tortured. Impossible. And why is that? Because this is torturous. I think it's nice. The bride is barely out of diapers. She's older than you. And he's older than my grandfather, who's dead, by the way. He died of old age. If they're happy, who are we to judge? Happy until he croaks. Or she leaves for summer camp. (laughs) So, you're coming tonight? To the carnival? Is this a date? It's not a date. You and me together, meeting with another couple for a night out. I'm afraid that's a double date. But it's not. You've been very clear, Wesley. If we're dating, then I have to abide all those dreadful social customs, not the least of which leads us to this very ceremony. I just want to go to the carnival, not conjoin our souls in heavenly matrimony. So it's not a date. Not a date. Will you come anyway? Yes. I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may kiss the bride. I don't understand why you're so opposed to the idea of marriage. They look happy enough. She looks dreadful, like a lost little girl who can't find daddy. Oh, please. He's standing at the altar with her. (laughs) Shh. (laughs) I was more nervous than I ought to be, dear sister. 
hurrying to meet the Viscountess. Sure, the woman had a lofty title and an important husband, but more than that, she was Marcus's mother. The two of us had courted for near a month, a lifetime, and I suspected something more on the horizon. Perhaps a proposal? Perhaps not, considering he'd yet to kiss me. I told myself it was propriety. A lack of opportunity, maybe? But still, I worried for our relationship. I needed things to go well with his mother. Then, followed by some alone time tonight, I planned to be so bold as to lean in for the kiss myself. Oh, sister, I was nervous, lost in thought. I failed to watch my feet, and rushing to meet the Viscountess, I tripped over a loitering little girl. Ow! Excuse me. What's your problem? Sorry, I didn't see you. Yeah, I'm sorry too. Sorry you've got such big feet you can't seem to control. <sighs> My feet are perfectly normal. Normal for a giant? Young miss, I... I'm late. If you'll excuse me. Please, keep walking. I'm waiting for my fiancé, and I'm not sure he can see me past your big feet. How old are you? I'm more adult than you. You're a child. I'm 14. Where are your parents? I'm late, but if you need help... I'm waiting for my fiancé. Right. Okay, I'll just leave. Stupid, big-footed woman. It seemed everything and everyone was trying to make me late. Despite it all, I arrived to the cafe just as the clock struck tea time. The Viscountess had stolen the best table, of course, in a nook with windows on three sides and a view of the gardens. A terrifying sight, seeing as Marcus had yet to arrive. I might have ducked a corner and waited for him to introduce us, but no such luck. The Viscountess noticed me, and with a practiced smile, I was beckoned. Winifred Martin. Hello, darling. Viscountess, it's a pleasure. Please, my husband has the title. To you, I'm just Darlene. Lady Darlene, then. Better. Come, sit. Let's get you some tea. I'd offer you a scone, but I won't believe you eat sweets. Just look at you. I'd love one. Jam? Please. So, Winifred... Your relationship with my son aside, I'm told you're close with my niece. I've known Anna all my life. Really? My father is one of Duke St. Clair's retainers. With the family so close, we were always inseparable. Oh, I love that. Your tea, madame? Oh, thank you. This is a quaint cafe. I must compliment your tastes. I understand the need for flattery, Winifred, but do spare me. I didn't arrange this meeting to begin that tiresome affair. You're wondering why Marcus isn't here, yes? I will admit. I told him to come late. I was hoping we'd have a chance to speak. About anything in particular? I was hoping you might educate me on the subject of rumors floating around. Something about a potion? Oh, that... Gossip, I hope. Well... I'm not sure what Marcus has told you, but You're I'm developing an a sex potion, so says the rumor mill. But it isn't, or not entirely. It's much more than that. Calm yourself, girl. You're not on trial, least not with me. A lot of important people are eyeing this potion, it would seem. 
I won't ask how such an unassuming girl like yourself offended a company like Blythe Ignatius Genevieve. It's a story. But my son is intent to court you, Winifred. I have high hopes for the boy. I won't see this sex potion of yours cause him any trouble. I'm handling it. I don't believe you are, which is why I intend to intervene. It may just be that a friend on the city's alchemy board owes me a favor. Lady Darlene, I couldn't ask that of you. You will do me a favor in return, of course. Tit for tat. Anything. Just name it. Good. Oh, perfect timing. They're here. Marcus, darling. Good morning, Mother. Marcus, darling, this girl of yours is wonderful. She's a treat. I do have good taste. Marcus gave me a knowing wink. An apology, perhaps, for trapping me alone with his mother. It was a playful wink, but I wasn't smiling. I was distracted by a familiar little girl wrapped around Marcus's arm as though she owned him. What is she doing here? Winifred, allow me to introduce my niece. Sonia, this is Marcus's girlfriend. She just agreed to be your chaperone the rest of today. She's Marcus's what? Oh, Lady Darlene, I'm afraid Marcus and I were planning a date. It's no use fighting, Winifred. When Mother volunteers you, I dare say the Queen herself would be hard-pressed to slip the engagements. Sit, everyone. Let's have tea. Listen, you don't want to be here. I don't want to babysit. But we're stuck with each other to make Lady Darlene happy. Now, this is a friend's apartment, so please be respectful. What did she mean, your Marcus's girlfriend? It means what it means. You're crazy if you think he's yours. Just please be on your best behavior. Marcus is my fiancé. I don't see a ring. That's because... Ah, Winifred. And a little guest? In lieu of a potioner's shop, we'd been using Violet's apartment for near a month. Clinical trials on the morning after potion looked promising, though it was early still. I'd grown accustomed to ringing the bell and being greeted by Violet's smile. Today was much the same as every day before, except one distinct difference. A thick, black bruise which marred the young woman's face. What happened to your eye? It's a pleasure to meet you, Sonia. Violet, what happened? She was attacked. I had a run-in with the police. Nothing I haven't dealt with before. You were assaulted, Violet. And I can't prove it, but I'm sure Blythe was behind this. The real problem is that they took what stock I had left of your potion when. I can brew more. But Violet, your eye. I'm fine. I'm more worried for the women participating in your trials. They've come to rely on the morning after potion. To go back to how things were before. Even for a week, a few days, they can't. It won't come to that. We'll brew another batch before tonight. Tonight? Is that a problem? It's just... We're going to the carnival! I have a date with Marcus. Right, the carnival. A date. The important things. It'll be fine. I can begin a batch now, and Violet can finish up after I'm gone. She's watched me do this a dozen times already. Did you get all the ingredients? I hope. He didn't get half the list. Really, Jack? We can run back to the store. I don't have time for that. Yes. God forbid you're late for your date. I don't need your glib. I don't need your sass. I'm just trying to figure out how we make this work. Really? Because it seems half of our problems stem from your split priorities. If you don't want my help... Win. This is your potion. 
Violet may be fine to throw ingredients together, but she's not an alchemist. I'll stop by again tonight, after the carnival. So long as you make it back to the store for the proper ingredients, I should be able to finish in time for the girls to collect come morning. That's cutting it close. It'll work. We'll get it done. We'll make it work. Miss? And for you, miss? Uh, Keith? I'll start a kettle. How are Wynne's letters? She writes like it's her diary. It is odd reading through months of her life as if it were yesterday. Any word on the carriage? No, none. I see. Wynne's wedding isn't until the weekend. If the carpenter can finish soon, we might still make it, and we can always reschedule our visit to the academy. We'll cancel the visit. I'm sure they'll understand. We might still make time if... There is no point touring a school that you will not attend. Papa? If this incident with the carriage has done any good, it is to remind me how young you really are. Papa, I'm sorry about the carriage. I know you are. But the school would be a great opportunity. You'll receive a proper education at home with the tutor I hire. But Papa! It is decided. You can't! I can, and I have. You let Wynne go to the school in the city. <laughs> Your sister is pursuing a career. You are 15 and trying to move out of my house. Wynne had Anna. I have no one back home. You'll really make me spend the next few years alone with some stuffy tutor? You won't be alone. You'll have me. Ma would never be this cruel. Your ma isn't here. And even if she were, she'd agree with me. If Ma were here, I wouldn't want to leave. Nia, please. Your voice. Ah, uh, miss. Your tea. I'm sorry you had to witness that. It's quite all right. And just as you brought her tea, I don't think she'll be having that. If I may suggest, my lord. Yes? Might I take the kettle up to her lady's room? I know when I'm upset, a cup always calms the nerves. I would appreciate that. Thank you. Welcome one, welcome all. Welcome to the carnival. Marcus! Marcus, Marcus! Sonia, please! You're heavy. Marcus, you have to take me on the Ferris wheel. Sure, yes, we will go later, but we just got here. Winifred, how are you? I'm good, excited. Marcus greeted me with a kiss on the cheek, and Sonia turned the most wonderful shade of pink. It almost, just almost, made it worth putting up with the brat. Hello, Win Cousin. Anna, why do I feel as though I haven't seen you in a year? You saw me this morning. We live together. Regardless, it's been too long. Cousin, how are you? I'm doing well, Annabelle. I'd like to introduce Wesley Meyer. I don't believe you two have had the pleasure. It's nice to meet you, sir. Likewise. Old people are so boring. Are we ready to play games? Old? I resent that. Me and Wynne are only 24. I'd say we're all still spry. Except Marcus. The old man is almost 30. Winifred Martin, is that a jab? Marcus, you must win me something. I make no promises. Don't forget, you said you'd teach me your trick for the ring toss. What? No fair. I want to learn too. I can teach you both. Yes, let's play games. Ow, yes, coming. No need to pull. Really, Win? What? Competing with a toddler? She started it. It looks like she's winning too. It isn't a competition. What? No, Sonia. You're going to break him. Wait for me. Should we chase them? Nope. 
Should I see if I can't win you one of those giant stuffed bears? This isn't a date, Wesley. A strictly platonic giant stuffed bear? No emotion behind it? Only the emotion of friendship. You want the bear, don't you? I want the panda. Marcus! Marcus! Look at the fish! Oh, now I see why they call them elephant ears. It was an honest try. Don't tell me this game isn't rigged. Same as every game you lose, my lord. Cotton candy! Step up, step up, and test your strength with the hammer strike. Like this? Yes. Hold the hammer with a wide grip. You want your forearm here. Let me help you. Like this. And your other arm here. Uh-huh. Hold it nice and firm. A loose grip. Yes. And then swing. Ha-ha! Better luck next time! <laughs> it was a good effort. I suppose. Winner, winner. We have a winner over here. The young lord with a great shot. What would you like for your prize, sir? He wants the orange one. Make it the orange one, Carney. A tiger it is for the little lady in yellow. For the little lady. Better than Bigfoot. Here you are, miss. Marcus, look! It's as big as me! It is, isn't it? The tiger wants more cotton candy. In a bit. It's only fair I win a prize for Winifred now, too. For me? Oh, that's all right. I'm a bit old for stuffed animals. Hey! Then I shall try for a prize myself. How about a kiss, Winifred? A kiss? Only if I win. What? No fair! That's way better than a tiger! I'll allow it. Trying for your stripes again, my lord? One lucky shot and you think you're an ace? Give me another three shots. Three shots it is. Your target is the bird. This one moves, so you need to time it right. It wouldn't be worth the prize if it wasn't a challenge. You can't do this, Marcus. You don't think I'm good enough. You're not allowed to kiss her. Marcus can kiss whoever he wants. It bloody moved That's on That's one miss. Next shot, I nail the bird. You don't need to try so hard. Jealous? Not of you. I'm sure your tiger will give you a kiss if you ask nicely. I dinged it. You saw me ding it. That's two. Two shots, two misses. Only one to go. You might have clipped the bird, but you need to knock it over to win the prize. Marcus, you've got this. Those were warm-ups. I'll hit it when it counts. Marcus, please don't. All right. Wait for it, and... No! Sonia! I won't let you! I had this shot, too. That's three, I'm afraid, my lord. Quite the poor showing. Even without the lady's interference. What's your problem? My problem is you! Fawning all over my fiancé! I know you're a child, but this is getting ridiculous. Marcus is not your fiancé. He is! Why don't we get more cotton candy? You were going to kiss her, Marcus! How about some ice cream? <laughs> Go away, Papa. I don't want to talk. Uh, miss, I brought tea. And my father, is he waiting to charge into the room as soon as I let you in? No, just me. And the tea. You can set it on the table. Thank you. My name is Alice. Thank you, Alice. Your father is really mad at you. Yeah. What did you do wrong? I'd rather not talk about it. I might have a cup as well. Uh, actually, I'd really like to be alone right now. It couldn't have been nothing, though. Your fight. 
You must have done something to make him angry. I said I don't want to talk. Well, what did you do? That's none of your concern. I can't imagine it was something terrible. You're too unassuming. What's that supposed to mean? Does it have to do with a boy? What? No. What is this you're reading? Don't touch those. They are letters from my sister. Just let me see. Miss Alice, please. I won't hurt them. <gasps> Miss. No, no, no. Are you hurt? I said I wanted to be alone. I just... Just uh... leave. Please, leave. Do you remember the carnival, Nia? You, Wen, and me? They called it the Brickleberry Fest in the country. I always hated it back then, but I'll say this. The city does the carnival right. Thousands of people, hundreds of games, dozens of foods I've never tasted. So much commotion. And Wesley and I were lost in the center of it. What about her? The lady off balance from her hair stack? Yes, the scowling one, her husband. <clears throat> Oscar, darling, pray tell. Why have you drugged me out on the most miserable of outings? Dearest, please. This is the first you've left the house in a decade. Do try to enjoy the fresh air. Fresh air? All I smell is sweat and sod and donkeys. And what are these wretched small people everywhere? Y you mean the children? Oh, they are horrible. I always did want children. Okay, okay. The carny next. The one hitting on the old lady with the fruit. Those are some pretty fine mangoes you've got there. Two for one. Well, slap me. That's a good deal. I can take you to the mango cart. Ha-hoo! Don't mind if I- Why do you two look stupid like that? Like what? You're making faces and whispering, both of you. <laughs> we'll tell you when you're older. Anna? Wesley? I wondered where you two had ran off. Did you know there's a food stall selling fried elephant ears? Only they're not really ears. They're sugary and delicious. Anna had three and wouldn't share. You had your own. I see. No problem. We're just heading to the Ferris wheel if you'd like to join us. Wesley? Sounds fun. To the Ferris wheel! I'm coming. No need to pull my arm out of the socket. <laughs> faster! Faster! <laughs> Sonia, please. He's not a horse for you to ride. Oh, Marcus, my dear. Please hold my hand instead of the little devil girl's. What do you have against my niece? Nothing. She's perfect, prim, and properly obnoxious. Winifred, don't ye fret. My hand is yours to hold and none others. My prince. Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it's so tall. The marvels of modern engineering. Step up, step up. Only two to a carriage. No unaccompanied minors. Us first? We'll see you all back on the ground. Have fun. I'm riding with Marcus. I don't think so. Am too. There's three of us, only two per carriage. You'll have to catch the next one by yourself. No unaccompanied minors. See, the carny wants me to ride with Marcus. We'll find someone else to ride with It's you. all right, Wynn. But Marcus. Don't hold up the line. We'll meet you back on the ground. Why was I such a magnet to missed opportunities, sister? I was beginning to feel outraged. This Ferris wheel should have been my moment alone with Marcus. We could have had our first kiss. But no, that's twice now Sonia had stood in my way. As I entered the next carriage by myself, 
I lamented the fact I would have plenty of time alone, all by myself, or so I would have preferred. Are you going to move over, or should I sit on you? Jack? In the flesh. What are you doing here? Come on, Scoot. The carny looks like he might eat me if we hold up the line any longer. This is nice. Must you sit so close? It's not like we have much room. I could throw you over the side, make some leg room. <laughs> that wouldn't be nice of you, Win Winifred. Exactly. Never could I have imagined such a view. It's stunning. You can see the entire city. The Meyer estate is just over the river. And there's Wynn and I's apartment, and Levin just a few blocks south. It's beautiful. Not just the city, Nia, but the carnival below. The lights and the people, the Ferris wheel. It's a sight forever burned in my memory. I let my head rest on Wesley's shoulder, and we spent a long while in silence. Just watching. I know this isn't a date, but I really enjoy this, sitting here. Us, I mean, this thing we're doing, or not doing. This isn't a date. You're seeing someone else? Why do you ask? Are you? Wesley, this is quite sudden. The Marquis, right? There's more than one rumor going around about the two of you. The proper lord, him. Yes, I've been seeing the Marquis. I have that right. You do? I don't see what this matters. It doesn't, I guess. Then why bring it up? Anna, I can't do this anymore. What? I can't keep pretending, saying this isn't a date. I know it isn't, but it feels like it is. You're making this into something bigger than it needs to be. Exactly. So what, are you saying we aren't friends anymore? I'm saying you have a choice, Anna. Either it's as you say, this isn't a date, it's just us being friends, in which case, yes. I can't be your friend anymore. Or this is a date, and you're no longer going to see this Marquis. Wesley, we are not dating. Anna. It's not my fault you've dreamt our relationship into something more than it is. I've been nothing but straightforward. You know exactly what I want, and still you insist otherwise. No, I won't stop seeing the Marquis just because your conjured up feelings are hurt. Okay. I don't want to marry you. I didn't ask. What are you doing here, Jack? I know I said some things earlier, but I will finish the brew tonight. Yes, I figured that. Then why are you here? To apologize. Truly? I was a jerk, and I want to be sure you won't hold it against Violet. Ah, yes, for Violet. You really care for her? Of course. I won't ask, but I'm very curious about your history with her. That's basically asking. And the answer? There's nothing romantic between Violet and I. Is there an, any more to follow? I did come to apologize, but I'm also here to yell at you, Winifred. You need to start taking this morning after potion serious. I take my alchemy very serious. Not as of late. What are you implying? You deny you've been distracted. My relationship with Marcus has nothing to do with our work. And yet it interferes. <laughs> The answer is no. No what? I won't stop seeing Marcus. I didn't ask. You were going to, and the answer is no. Winifred! Now, you came here to apologize. You came to ask me to break up my relationship. Do you have a third reason hidden up your sleeve, Jack? I only want what's best for your potion. You have a weird way of showing it.
I'd been looking forward to the Ferris wheel, not just for the chance at being alone with Marcus, but because it truly is a wonder, a beautiful sight, a romantic marvel of human innovation. But then, because I had hoped to cherish this, it was destined to be ruined. I scanned the crowd for the Viscount heir, and when I spotted Marcus, his warm smile was painted over in scowl. Then I saw Sonia, nose bright and rosy, tears welling in her eyes. One blink, and they came streaking down. The last of her composure broke. Sonia hid her face and ran, and it struck me just how young the girl truly is. What is he doing here? He came to see the Ferris wheel. Winifred, please tell me you didn't invite Mr. Haxmore. What happened to Sonia? We had a talk. Really? Because it looks like you traumatized the girl. What did you say to her? Only the truth. I told her what she didn't want to hear, that we're no longer engaged, and I have no interest in marrying a child. What do you mean, no longer engaged? Our families had arranged it a few years back. It was a political betrothal, but it fell through. Sonia, it seems, has failed to come to terms with that. You didn't need to make her cry. I'm still confused why you're even here, Mr. Haxmore. I only came to speak with Wynne. Perhaps I need to have a talk with you as I did Sonia. You are aware Wynne and I are dating. Marcus, you're misunderstanding. I don't believe I am. I don't like you, my the lord. The feeling is mutual. Enough of this! Agreed. I believe it's time we took our leave. Winifred? No! I promised your mother I'd look after Sonia. And now, because of you, I need to go find her. I'll come, I'll come with you. You are the last person she wants to see at the moment. No, Jack can help. We have business to attend after the carnival anyway. I don't want him near you. And why not? Winifred, please. The man clearly has romantic intentions. He does not. I'd like to hear that from Mr. Haxmore. Jack, tell him. What would you like me say? That you're not trying to steal me away. Marcus, Jack and I are friends. That is it. There's nothing romantic between us. I believe you. But him? Me and Miss Barton are friends. Nothing more. Come in. Hi, Papa. It's late. Are you not ready for bed? I don't think I can sleep. Well, there's fire enough for two. Grab a chair. Papa, I'm sorry. I know you are. I really am. I want you to know that I am responsible. I just... I just mess up sometimes. <laughs> Nia, you're still young. This apology alone tells me you're on the right path. About the school. Uh, my decision stands. But Papa... I will not argue about this. The carpenter sent word a while ago. The carriage is almost fixed. We should make it to the city in plenty of time for Wynne's wedding. That's great. Perhaps. I suppose a part of me was glad to not have to watch my daughter get married to some spineless man. He's sweet on her, Papa. That's what I'm worried about. Please tell me you won't be like this when I get married. I make no promises. Good night. Good night, darling. Oh, Ma. Both our girls are getting quite grown now, aren't they? If you were a heartbroken teenage girl, where would you go to cry? Is an ice cream parlor an option? Not at a carnival. Then I'm out of ideas.
You're useless. I don't hear any of your genius ideas either. Jack, back with Marcus, did you mean what you said? That I hate his entitled guts? I sincerely meant that. No, what you said about us being just friends. You weren't lying? You meant it? Of course. Okay. Did you think otherwise? No, it's just you were trying to get me to break up with Marcus. And sometimes, I don't know, it just seems like... Winifred, are you blushing? What? Because if you are, I'm never going to let you live this down. I am not blushing. Do you have a crush on me? Not a chance. You do. Oh, this is wonderful. Shut up. I most definitely don't have a crush on you. Your secret is safe with me. Jack's stupid grin, sister. I wanted to slap it off his dumb face. He looked at me with those eyes a few moments too long. We held each other's gaze until I was convinced I saw things. Longing. Attraction, perhaps? Things that shouldn't exist. Not between me and Jackson Hawksmoor. Ah, well, not quite an ice cream parlor, but that would make sense. What? She does have a thing for sweets. Is that Sonia? Is she harassing the cotton candy man? Shall we? No, you stay here. I'll take care of this part. Probably for the best. We found Sonia exactly where we first should have looked, stuffing her face with sugar and mincing words with a man trying his hardest to close up shop for the night. You have sugar. You have your machine. Why can't I have more cotton candy? Sonia. You know what? Fine. I didn't really want more anyway. Please, wait. Just let me go. Just wait a minute. Are you happy? Do you come to gloat? What? You won! Marcus is all yours! That's not... I came to make sure you're all right. I'd be better if the stupid cotton candy man would give me my cotton candy! The entire carnival is packing up for the night. Let the man go home. He just hates me! Same as everyone! Same as you and Marcus! I don't hate you. It's not fair! Why do I have to be me? Well, you can't be anyone else. Exactly! And I'm not good enough! No one said that. Marcus did! Well, Marcus is an idiot. I've known you for what, a day? And I know there are plenty of great things about you. You're lying! I, uh, I've never seen someone so tiny eat so many sweets, and, and you beat me in literally every game we played tonight. <laughs> Those things don't matter! You know exactly what you want. You speak up, and it doesn't seem you're afraid of anyone. That's more than I can say about myself. Why are you being so nice to me? Do I need a reason? You do. I guess you remind me of my sister. She's also not afraid of anyone. I get afraid sometimes. Yeah, that's normal. What was your mother like? My mom? You give advice like a mother, so I guess you had a very mom-like mom. Well, my sister takes after her more than me. Though I didn't know her well. Papa says she picked fights all the time, usually with those twice her size and ten times the political weight. She passed when I was younger than you. I didn't know my mother either, but Aunt Darlene tells me stories. Good stories? Yeah. Aunt Darlene wants to be my new mother. She wants to adopt you? Yeah. Is that what you want? I... I don't know. That makes sense. Does it? More sense than if you did. Miss Wynn, do you think... Could you maybe take me to ride the Ferris wheel again? I didn't get to enjoy it the first time. You know, 
I didn't really get to enjoy it either. It'll have to wait for another night, though. I think it's time I got you home. Okay. This was an all-too-common scene for me these days, and I can't say I enjoyed it. Three drinks bottom-up at Levon, and still I waited for the Marquis. He was a great man in many regards. Punctuality, though, was not among his good qualities. It's one of the things I admired about him, really. He never apologized. He just did. The opposite to Wesley, who I can't imagine ever being late to anything ever in his life, always early, irritatingly so, and why was I still thinking about that boy? He was just that, a boy. And the Marquis was a man, if a very, very late one. He's not coming. Just get me another drink, Sabina. As much as I do enjoy watching you drink alone, I am trying to help. He said he'd meet me. And he lied. He said he'd meet me. Did he say he'd meet you or that he'd be here? Because I've seen you go home with this man a half dozen times, and for each, he was here early. He talks business over drinks, dinner, and when he's done, he scans the room for some fun. If that's you, it's you. If not, the Marquess is always here, but he's never once met you here. Someone pays too much attention. He tips well. I'm not in the mood for this. Neither was the Marquis, apparently. Don't be jealous. I doubt your father's hopes were all that high, but our Marquis's mistress... Oh, Annabelle. And you are who, Sabina? What are you? Aside from late, getting me that drink. The rumors about me aren't half as unseemly. That's because no one's talking about you, Sabina. You pour our drinks. You come when we call. Beyond that, I'd say no one hardly spares a wayward thought for you. She has claws. She has better places to be. I can't wait to see that attitude of yours once these rumors bite you in the ass. Just a second, girls. Winifred, it's quite late. Sonia, what's the matter? Have you been crying? I'm fine. Oh, come here. Some stuff happened, but I think we're better now. Oh, dear me. I suppose you're all smiles now. That's what matters. Well, run along, young lady. I want you in bed by the hour. Yes, Aunt Darlene. I hope she wasn't too much. We got on fine. Good. Well, I appreciate your doing this. That girl has a storm cloud over her, and I'm afraid it'll take more than just me to clear it away. She told me. Why didn't you say you were trying to adopt? Not everything is a secret, but not everything needs to be spoken either. Your potion is a great example of that. I made some calls on your behalf. Blythe was happy enough to remove your name from their ethics complaint. All it took was a bit of prodding. That's wonderful. I'm not sure I'll be able to thank you properly. Just keep my son in line. I can try. It is late. Good night, Winifred. Good night, Lady Darlene. Quite the eventful night. I'm exhausted. And it isn't over yet. You, Winifred Martin, have a batch of the morning after potion to brew before the night is through. Yes, yes. Don't remind me of my troubles. Thank you. There was never a chance I wouldn't do this, Jack. Not for the potion. 
thank you for helping Violet. For helping me. I'm still not sure I'm helping. You lost your job because of me. I quit my job because I was miserable. Working with you is preferable of the two. If you insist. And then it was back. That look in Jack's eyes. Jack. <laughs> we better hurry. Violet's waiting up, I'm sure. Oh, yes. I guess you're right. Yes, I'm coming. Just a second. Excuse me. Violet DuPage? What is this? Get your hands off me. Sir! You're under arrest for the charge of distributing illegal substances in association with the sale of sex and sexual acts. This is my home. What is this? I've found the potions, sir. Get your hands off my stuff. You have no right. Sir? Destroy it. The Morning After Potion was created and produced by Coverage Gang Productions, which includes Lucas Fischer, Vanessa Perea, Phoebe Sajor, and Keith Sutton. To stay up to date with what we're doing, follow us on Instagram at Coverage Gang Productions. This episode was co-written by Phoebe Sajor and Keith Sutton. Our script editor was Nico Blanas. The series was directed by Keith Sutton. Our amazing voice actors are Sarah Takvi as Winifred Martin, Jonah Robinson as Jackson Hawksmore, Andrew Dipp as Marcus Rowentry, India Reyes-Thompson as Annabelle St. Clair, Phoebe Sajor as Nia Martin, Jerry Schultz as Lord Martin, Michael Stephen Green as Wesley Meyer in the Carnival Carney, Natalie Reff as Violet DuPage, Jessica Gresser as Sonia Rowentree, Chris Porter as Sabina, Lynn Oldershaw as Lady Darlene, and Megan Gladden as Alice. Additional voices by Teresa Cabell, Travis Dang, and Sonia Sajor. Audio recording by Cameron Nori and Cheyenne Norani. Our audio intern with the most interesting facts was Paris Buccellato. Line editing was performed by Cameron Nori, and our sound designer and overall audio guru was Amador Lozada. The series cover art was created by Greg McDonald. This was the third episode of The Morning After Potion. Please continue to stay tuned. We've got so much more to share. <laughs> <laughs>